All right, AOA Podcast, we're back for another episode on this show. We're going to talk about Larry Nasser stabbed in prison. There is a God. Uh, Jonah Hill and these crazy text messages that are being released by his ex-girlfriend, plus this controversial film, uh, Sound of Freedom. If you haven't heard about this, strap in, kids. It's going to be a wild ride. Uh, Bud Light is in trouble again, and this Dinesh Zuza pronoun interview has uh, caught my attention, all that and more on this episode of the podcast. You can't see her, but you can hear her. You and I both love her. Cuddles is with us. What up, Cuddles? What up? Um, welcome everybody in on the live chat. Robin, Laura, Paul, Ossiani, Miss Justice. Everybody's here. Haywood, um, Diane, Sunshine. Welcome in everybody, and welcome in the replay people. Love the replay people. Uh, ever since we've been acknowledging the replay people, a lot more comments from the replay people on the replays. So thank you for that. I won't say that word. I won't say replay for the rest of the episode. I promise. Yeah, chill out with it. Start out with the uh, the fun topic of the episode: Larry Nasser stabbed in prison. Good. What I love about murderers and thieves, they have a code of ethics, and if you abuse women, children, it doesn't really fly with them. Nope. And uh, you'll get shivved in the shower, in the kitchen, I guess wherever it's kind of convenient, which is nice. And uh, Larry Nasser, who deserves every last bit of this, was stabbed in the back and the chest. Uh, he is believed to be in stable condition right now, but he has a collapsed lung. I hope he's in so much pain. Do they give you painkillers in prison? Because they really shouldn't. I hope not. Yeah. This guy is maybe the biggest piece of garbage we've ever had. I mean, outside of Epstein and probably a couple of other people. I would say he's top 20. Yep, he's up there. He's really, really up there. So when I heard Larry Nasser was stabbed in the chest and the back, I had a big shit-eating grin. It makes me feel like there's justice in the world. It makes me proud to to know that even though you have poor judgment and you wound up in prison, you still know, I got to stab that guy. You know? Yep. He, he can't just be walking around here smiling, you know, having a good old time. He needs to be stabbed. So good for the prisoners uh, taking uh, matters into their own hands with this Larry Nasser. I did see it did kind of break my heart. I was looking at one of the news interviews and they and one of the victims, one of his victims was like, this doesn't help my healing process. And um, I kind of felt bad for her. I was, I was like, oh, I wish it would, because it kind of makes me feel yeah. better about the world. I know. Right. Poor girls. Uh, Robin with a great comment. Oz prison. They would. Yeah, I love exactly all, everything that you hear on this podcast. As far as prisons go, comes from Oz. That's where all my prison knowledge is. Mm-hmm. Not cuddles though. She spent some time in the clink. We're not going to. I have not. I have not. Oh no, we're not telling no, people that yet. Not. No, please. <laughs> All right, so Larry... acting up, and I'm going to kill you. And I am now. <laughs> Larry Nasser uh, stabbed. Let's hope for a rough uh, hospital stay and an eventual slow death. Um, Jonah Hill and the text messages. This really blew up over the weekend. I fell down the rabbit hole. Did you cuddles? 
I have not. I did hear you listening to things and researching, so I can't wait to hear all about it from you. This is all over my TikTok algorithm, which is good because I need something to push Adam22 and Lena the Plug off of my algorithm, and I think the Jonah Hill stuff did. So uh, Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend, a young lady by the name of Sarah, she took to Instagram um late last week i guess and started putting up pictures on instagram of her text like screen caps of text messages with jonah hill and they weren't the greatest sarah brady is her name they weren't the greatest sarah brady is a semi-pro surfer which aren't all surfers semi-pro could you are there professional surfers that make a living surfing? This got to be what? Yeah, three? wasn't that guy Slater or something? Yeah, and that was like 30 years ago. That's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, the Slater guy, but Jesse Slater, Kelly Slater, Kelly Slater. Babe, we live in New York. Hey. Surfing is not huge here. AC Slater? No. Oh, God. That's my favorite Slater, captain of the football team. Who is better, AC Slater or Zach Morris? Uh, Zach Morris. Actually, Screech. <laughs> Believe it or not, that makes me feel worse about myself. If my wife picks Screech, I feel like a, <laughs> I feel worse. I would have preferred you picked one of the hunky guys. That's your insecurities, not mine. It is. That's true. That's very much true. Um. Anyway, so Sarah Brady goes off the wall, part-time surfer there, and she's like, "Here's uh, here's all my stuff with Jonah Hill," and a lot of the text messages come out, and there's some weird ones, and there's some odd ones. Um. I believe Sarah Brady says she suffers from some mental illness. We all know that. Uh, Jonah Hill has certainly spent enough time in the old therapy chair. In fact, he made a whole documentary on his therapist. Which I have yet to see, but I do want to take a look at one day. Um, but anyway, she accused uh, Jonah Hill of emotional abuse. Oh, not great. Nope. I will say I looked at a lot of them. All right. So here it starts with her putting out this statement. This is a warning to all girls. If your partner is talking to you like this, make an exit plan. Call me if you need an ear. That's what she wrote. Uh, the text messages say uh, he asked her to remove some posts from her Instagram page. Again, she's a surfer, right? So a lot of her Instagram is going to be her on a surfboard, in a bathing suit, bikini, rear end hanging out, so on and so forth. So the first screen cap is her saying all the posts I removed from the page and she screenshotted them. And then he wrote, good start. And then he wrote, you don't seem to get it, but it's not my place to teach you. I've made my boundaries clear. You refuse to let go. Some of them, and you've made that clear. I hope it makes you happy. Uh, the screenshots then showed Sarah seemingly complying and telling Jonah that she removed the, the photos from her Instagram. Um, and then not her, but then there was one video where it was like, that was, I guess, her best performing video and she didn't want to take it down. So he she offered to change the picture, like the cover photo on it, which you could do on Instagram. Uh -huh. And he was like, um, yes, that, that, yes. One that isn't, he's so she's like, what, you know, do you want me to change the picture? And he goes, yes. One that isn't of you, of your ass and a thong. 
And she wrote, I'm not in a thong in this, but okay. And then he wrote, and as far as the other pictures, you're in a bathing suit, surfing or not. And then he wrote, I'm done. There's tons. I'm just going back. Oh, she wrote, I'm sorry. She wrote, I'm, there's tons. I'm just going back in the past month. You want to argue I don't. He wrote, you're done. What does that mean? And she goes, I'm just over explaining myself. So they were arguing over the, the photo, the video. He didn't want to take it down. She wanted, He wanted her to take it down. Um, She's a surfer. Of, Doesn't she practically live in a bathing suit? Yeah. And then the big one is, this was the big one. He wrote like a whole big long thing. And he wrote plain and simple, if you need. And then he listed off the following things. Surfing with men boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. He has a lot of issues. He has a lot of issues. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, so like I was, so I'm going through this whole thing. I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole. Now I'm looking at this. I'm like, you know, there's some, there's some decent things in what he said. Like, Hey, these are the things that I need to be in a relationship. And if you can't respect that, like no hard feelings, will bounce. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I respect that yeah. part of it. But the one, and I actually think, like, in this, like, he doesn't want her surfing with other men. Okay, that's a little tricky, if she's a surfer. Um, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. I don't think he's wrong on that one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I could be wrong. But then the, the other one, when he says to model, like if that's her thing, you can't just ask somebody to change who they are because you're uncomfortable with it. Like he yeah. went into the relationship knowing she was a surfer and a model. So to ask her to stop surfing with men or to stop modeling, kind of unfair. Yeah. Like how does he want her to make money and support herself and live? Yeah, because like, and again, so uh, he has a ton of money. You're just kind of asking a person to like, hey, can you just be, be there for me all the time and I'll pay you. It, like, it's kind of like a weird, it's kind of like a prostitution thing instead of a relationship. Yeah, but is he going to support her? Well, no, they split. L like, yeah, but if she's not going to model, is like he looking to like financially support her? I mean, I assumed so. I shouldn't do that. I assumed so. I assume if you're asking somebody to stop doing what they're doing because you can't handle it, that you would supplement it. That's what Connor would do from Succession. He would, you know, he... Yeah. 
That was a Connor move. That was that's the big boy right there. He did all those things. Um, I will say too, when he's like, "Oh, friendships with women who are unstable in unstable places," you know, that seemed to be a little. I I feel like there's a, a little mixing of caring in there, where he, he like knows she's got issues and doesn't want her to like get caught up in that with, I guess, other unstable people. I don't see anything wrong with saying that. Yeah, but who is he to decide what is, what is that? Like, what is someone, like, it's kind of like he's kind of dictating her life. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. I, it's one thing to say, like, hey, these are my boundaries, but then it's another thing to kind of use the word boundaries to control somebody else yes you know i don't being single for a while well here's the other part of this so i'm down the rabbit hole and i'm like oh this isn't a great look for jonah and i'm kind of like well you know he's kind of like and then i'm like coming back and forth on it turns out they because i thought because when i heard like oh ex-girlfriend i just assumed like oh they broke up like over the weekend or something, or, you know, they like they broke up and she's dumping everything out because people, I guess people are really mad at him. I saw one lady on TikTok that was like, um, people are just realizing that Jonah Hill is a piece of garbage. Like they didn't realize that from all his Howard Stern interviews, or they didn't realize that from the movie, you people. And I was like, no, we watched you people. I didn't think he was a piece of garbage from that movie. Um, did I see it? Didn't we watch it? It was the one with, I will say it was the one with Eddie Murphy. I was so disappointed because it wasn't as good as like when you get Eddie Murphy in a movie, I assume you're going to use Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was kind of like a, I don't know, like a passenger in the, in the movie. It wasn't like, like I thought it was going to be a buddy comedy. Like what was the one with, um, it was the same premise. It was based off of race and dating the daughter with, um, oh man. Who's the guy who played Steve Jobs in the movie? Cuddles, help me out here. That 70s show, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. It's Ashton Kutcher. Um, Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Mac. Remember that movie? Mm. Where he's like, yeah. he's engaged to the daughter. And it's their, go, you know, dealing with the whole race thing. That was a fun buddy comedy. Seeing Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Mac play off each other was phenomenal. So I was kind of going into this expecting that. And it was not that at all. You people. Oh, is this the one that has, uh, we did see, isn't his mother the one from Seinfeld? Elaine, yeah. Elaine, okay. Okay, yeah. then yes, I remember that one. Julia Louis Dreyfus, who I thought like stole the movie a little bit. I she love was, her. Right? I love her. She was good in it. She had a couple of really good scenes where she put her foot in her mouth and she was just being the overprotective mom. Anyway, I didn't get that part of it. So, but this girl was like, oh, you couldn't tell from the movie. I didn't. I haven't heard all his interviews on Howard Stern either. So, I don't know. Yeah. But everybody was super mad. So I'm like, oh, this is not a great look for Jonah Hill. And then as I kept, you know, going down the rabbit hole, turns out they didn't just break up five minutes ago. They broke up over a year ago. He has moved on 
And he just welcomed a kid with his new, I don't know, girlfriend slash wife. I don't know if he's married to her, but he just got a kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know why this girl, Sarah Brady, waited till now to put out all these text messages. Yeah. When it's already like done and over with. She's like, oh, because like people need to know about an abuser. Like, is this an abuse case or is this just two people who can't agree, who both have dealt with mental health issues, just clashing? Like, I don't, is that abuse or is that just, I mean, maybe some of the, like I said, maybe some of the things he said were not great. But then on the other hand, waiting this long to put this stuff out when he's already moved on and he's got a kid now kind of feels a little strange. Here's the other thing that people are saying. Like, if you look at some of the text messages that he put, that she put out. Yeah. It's a lot of him just like rapid fire, like talking. Yeah. And some people are kind of like, who's to say that she didn't delete some of what she was saying and, uh, then, and then screen cap this and then put it out. Yeah. To make him look uh, like even crazier than he may already be. So she's looking for clout. Kind of feels like she's looking for clout here a little. No. Well, I didn't see the text messages. So I really can't say if I think like, you know, they're doctored or whatever. But it is kind of like she, well, that's what I hate. Because I hate sometimes when they are like victims who wait so long. And you're like, but just come out. Like, then it's like, really? Mm. It happen? Or, I get it. Paul says it was the Ozempic talking. That could be. Are we allowing that <gasps> as an excuse? Ooh. He was all hopped up on Ozempic. I mean, we kind of let right? that fly. We let that fly with the the sleeping pills for a little while there, didn't we? Yeah. Good point, Paul. Anytime anybody would fly off the handles, they were like, oh, they're on. What was this? What's the sleeping pill that, that everybody? Ambien. Ambien. Yeah. They were like, oh, they're fucked up on Ambien. Yeah. Listen, if Jonah Hill wants to give out some of that Ozempic. Maybe we should do. We should mix Ozempic and Ambien together this weekend and see what happens to us. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> I'm willing to try it. I don't know about you. Maybe maybe you should be the sober one to, to watch me and make sure I don't get on Twitter. Oh, God. Please don't. Tell people what I really think of them. Um, no, but this goes back to remember the girl who talked all that shit about Maroon 5 guy? What was his name? <gasps> oh, you, uh, I don't know. I can't stand him. And nobody likes him. I still don't like him to this day. He was dead to rights. But we waited and waited and, correct me if I'm wrong, are still waiting yep. for her to put out all this confirmation on this shit actually did happen. Yep. Adam and, Levine. And that was months ago. And she never, never did. Yep. Cloud it's, chaser. It's, it's, it's cloud chasing. It's kind of fucked up and unfair because, you know, the thing is, Again, we, and I think this started with the Me Too movement. There was this movement and it was great and it exposed people 
you know, and like every other every other thing that is good, it eventually gets rotten and goes dry. And then you have your clout chasers moving in and you have people trying to take advantage of people who move in. And the, the poor innocent victims don't get a voice anymore because so many people are, again, chasing clout. And they just start putting shit out there like, you know, when, you know, uh, Epstein got exposed and, um, you know, uh, who's the fat movie? Harvey Weinstein got exposed. Yeah, Weinstein. yeah great. It, it all worked like that's what it's supposed to be for. But then, you know, like I said, you have these two people that are just not getting along in a relationship, don't know how to handle themselves or each other. He, and she's acting like I'm exposing an abuser here. It's like, well, are you? Oh. Is that really abuse? Was he really abuse? Like his limits and his boundaries were kind of like a little crazy. But is it really abuse? Yeah, I don't know. And it seems like she did get out of the relationship. So, yeah. you know. Whatever it is, you know, and then, you know, it's crazy. What's crazy about the algorithm on TikTok? Then I get this other video where uh, Seth Rogen's on, um, I don't know, maybe Jimmy Fallon or something like that, or some show, E.T. or some bullshit. And they're like, who's the most difficult actor to work with? And before the person asking the question could even finish saying work with, Seth Rogen fires out Jonah Hill. And he's like, he's my friend. I love him. He's like, but he's so difficult. He's such a pain and whatever he said. And I was like, Ooh, this is not a good look. But then today Seth Rogen tweeted, I don't know if he saw that this was becoming a thing. Seth Rogen tweeted, like, we can't rush to judgment. Like I've known this guy for a long time. He's like a sweetheart. So like, you know, maybe he was talking about being difficult to work with as an actor and getting the lines out there and all that kind of shit, but not really like, you know, how you would be treated. Yeah. You know, some people are just not right for each other. Some people just can't handle. Yeah. You know, like 90% of our friends basically are just not good for each other. And it's a lot for us to deal with. It is. Very, looking, it's, it's been very stressful. I'm looking right at you, J-Sabs, and the roommate. And I'm looking beyond you to Frank and Aaron. And then beyond them to everybody else we know. Yeah. Is it hard for you to be in the perfect relationship with the perfect man? What? What are you talking about? Next topic. You have no idea how annoying you are. You have no <laughs> idea. Oh, God. I'm really. If these I was... people knew what I had to go through on a daily <laughs> basis. Okay. I've been especially. I've been especially difficult to deal with the last couple of days because I had. Oh. Had chest pains since Friday, since Thursday, Friday. I don't even um, know. Okay, I don't. I don't need a call from your mother. Please don't talk about yes. this. Yes, nobody comment about my chest pains because if my mother finds out I'm having chest pains, it's going to be a whole order. You might put her in the hospital. No joke. She'll be on the next flight from Florida. Yeah, it would be a problem. It would be a problem. I'll tell you what else is not helping me either is the fucking the comment section because I said I was having a a chest pain or I was describing what I had and somebody like. Oh, maybe you have gallstones. And so I spent most of the day today Googling gallstones. I'm like, maybe I do have gallstones. Uh, no, because you're not that. I had, well, I had gallstones and I had my gallbladder removed, emergency surgery. You would be in immense pain. Yeah, I'm not in immense pain. 
you you are an immense pain, but you're not in <laughs> an immense pain, immense pain. Oh shit! See that might 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 make the highlights now, and I don't know how we're gonna explain this to my mother. What pain are you talking about? I saw a thing. Now, this is what my mother does. Uh, I was talking to Angie, and she was talking to Maria, who was talking to Joan, who said that they said that you said that you were in pain. What are they talking about? Tell me what's happening. Oh, no, go, wait, 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 wait. What about I spoke to this person, and she's a nurse. No, she was a nurse 15 years ago before she retired. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me what she diagnosed me with. Go ahead. Yeah. That Go is ahead. definitely. Okay. That's definitely. That's definitely my mother. You'd be like, oh, I, I got this like pain in my arm, and then two days later she'll call. She'd be like, I was talking to Angie, and her fourth cousin on her mother's side, six times removed, used to be a nurse back during World War II, and they say <laughs> that this is. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. My mother has a lot of medical advice from before the polio vaccine was discovered. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Sound of Freedom. Let's talk about this. Oh, my goodness. Sound of Freedom is a movie that is about... Um, it's a Mel Gibson film starring Jim Caviezel. And it's not about Jesus but kind of is uh, sound of freedom is about this guy who used to work with the government for the government. I forget. And it's based on a true story. So not entirely factually true, but based on a true story. Uh, it's about the real life exploits of a guy named Tim Ballard, who worked for the department of Homeland security and then went off on his own. And he was staging sting operations to catch uh, child predators, sex traffickers, right? So I started catching wind about this over the weekend. And then again, I kind of fell down the rabbit hole on it. And it's weird, this society that we live in today of just massive overreactions, you know? Um, and again, I like to think I'm pretty early on a lot of trends. I think I'm telling a lot of people about this movie for the first time probably a few people like myself who are in on a lot of stuff early, like Paul's in on a lot of stuff early. He might've heard of it already, but I think for the most part, people don't know what the hell the sound of freedom is. Did you hear of this film? No. Okay. So I think that's what most people are. They're too busy living their lives to worry about what's going on with, you know, Jim Caviezel and fucking Mel Gibson. But what's weird is I jump on in early over the weekend and Okay, I learned about the movie. It's about this guy, Tim. He saves kids from sex trafficking. Okay, seems like a nice thing. What's weird, though, is there's a lot of negative stories about the film. And one of them came from the Washington Post, which is Amazon and Bezos' thing, so clearly left-wing. And the title of the article that came out on July 7th, which it's July 10th, is Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. Now, it's like an interesting choice, right? 
of a title for an article because you're talking about a movie that's a hit and then in the next part of the headline you're shitting on the star yeah you know and that's a it's a film that comes from mel gibson who doesn't have the greatest past to begin with you know and by all accounts it is not a horrible idea for a movie I mean, you're talking about a guy who gave up his job with the Department of Homeland Security to help children around the world. There's, what's wrong with that? There's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It sounds like a nice idea. Yeah. I mean, even if they stretch the truth a bit, like who doesn't take you know creative liberties in films? That's why we have the. That's why based on true story is a concept of its own. There's really nothing wrong with that. What the miracle is here is this movie came out on July 4th with Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones barely beat it at the box office. Wow. I mean, barely, right? I mean, that was the biggest part. So as I start to like look into this and I'm like trying to figure out like why this is such a big controversial thing, I'm reading the box office numbers and I mean, I'm talking about, it was less than a million dollars Indiana Jones beat out this film with. And that's a story onto its own, right? Because it's like, this is an independent nothing film. Yeah, sure, it's Mel Gibson. Sure, it's Jim Caviezel. People have heard of him. Um, I think Mira Sorvino's in it too. But it's not the budget is nothing compared to the budget of Indiana Jones and the fact that Indiana Jones is part of a massive franchise and it could only conjure up $11 million. Something's going on with box office because the last couple of weeks, nobody's going to the movies. No. This is another thing that people aren't talking about. Nobody is going to the movies. Like from the time, like when we went to go see uh, Burt Kreischer's movie and then um, it's the Italian guy. Sebastian Maniscalco. We saw Sebastian Maniscalco's movie. Then Disney came out with a Pixar movie that went bust and did nothing. Then we went to go see The Flash, which bust and did nothing. I don't know what it is, but nobody is going to see movies summer 2023. I think the story of summer 2023 is going to be, it was the worst summer for movies, period. Yeah. Because nobody's going. Every other every other week you see just box office bust. So anyway, it's a, it's a miracle that this film you know, was close to Indiana Jones. In fact, the the studio, they're called Angel Studios, the ones who uh, released the film. Exactly. Not exactly Universal Studios or Sony Pictures, right? Who the yeah. hell's ever heard of Angel Studios? So good for them. But Angel Studios says that they had a, they were part of this uh, website that you could buy tickets to the movie for other people. And they say they had another two and a half million dollars in sales through that site that doesn't technically get counted in the box office receipts. So they feel like they beat Indiana Jones in their first weekend, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, so this article comes out, QAnon star and whatever. And Jim Caviezel, you know, I looked into it. He has said some crazy ass shit, right? Um, He, let me see here. So critics are accusing this film of warping the truth, which this article from Washington Post points out, which, again, I I feel like is unfair because 
what movie based on a true story doesn't warp the truth? That's why it says based on a true story or based on real events. This is you're basically telling the audience we've taken some artistic license with this story. Every yeah. fucking movie ever. You so know? why are they trying? Why are they trying to like dog the movie? What is and? Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Like if for this Washington Post article, I don't know. And again, it's the Washington Post, so I could see them just stoking the fire of their audience. I don't know if this is like a Hollywood thing, but it's them. But that's exactly you just hit on it. What it is, cuddles. Everybody on TikTok is like. Hollywood's trying to keep you from seeing this movie. You know, Hollywood's trying to keep you from, you know, discovering the sound of freedom. And I'm like, are they? Because well, I haven't why? seen shit. Because why would they try to stop us from seeing it? What what in the movie would is... It's not so much what's in the movie because Mel Gibson supposedly has a four-part documentary series that he's about to put out, which exposes Hollywood as the biggest child trafficking ring ever. So we're, Yeah, we've heard that before. We've heard it before. We're kind of going back to this. They're grooming children in the basement of the pizzeria. You know, it's like, it's a real gray area here of what's real and what's not. Again, Epstein and this whole craziness Certainly tied in with a lot of rich people, right or left, doesn't make a difference, governments and all that. So is there a seedling there? Yes. But then you also have the other side of it, which is, you know, Tom Hanks eats children and this pizzeria has a basement full of kids and all this other crazy QAnon stuff that has never, ever been proved true. And in fact, has been proved false in most cases. So it's like this idea of Hollywood blocking this film, you know, again, having done radio and marketing and all this stuff, like if I'm, if they go to me, hey, Aunt, how do you want to market this film about this guy, about a movie made by Mel Gibson starring QAnon Jim Caviezel who saves children and blah, blah, blah. The first thing I'm going to say is, well, make it, make it seem like Hollywood is trying to stop people from seeing the movie. If you can fire up the crazy right-wing nut jobs, you're going to get big receipts. And that's yeah. exactly what's fucking happening. That's exactly what's happening. And to crazy extents. All right, let me go back to this. So quickly, Caviezel has openly embraced the QAnon movement, right? Um, Angel Studios denies this, but The Guardian's critic called the film a QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. Uh, Caviezel suggesting at media events that a shadowy international cabal is kidnapping children to consume their organs. He said this in some of the, the interviews and things that he has done. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's So he's leaning into it too. So that's what makes me really suspicious about this is that they're fucking talking about this shit openly. And they're saying shit like, Oh, you know, like the guardian slams it, the post slams it. Okay. You got a couple of things. I guess you have an argument, but do you really, you know, it's hard to tell what's a real argument here and what is just trying to get the ire of people so that they'll go to the movie theaters. I saw a video from a woman 
where the air conditioner in the theater that she went to go see The Sound of Freedom in went out. So the movie theater manager, who is, by all accounts, a 19-year-old kid, (laughs) who is not intelligent enough to have any other sort of job, okay, is like, uh, you know, just hang tight. We're going to get you a, a pass to, you know, so you can come back and see a movie, any movie you want. And so she goes, did you hear? She goes, it's awfully suspicious that this is happening. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, well, did you hear that, like, the air conditioner in the theaters across the country are going out during this movie? And I'm like, now we're accusing national theater chains, theater chains, of trying to stop people from watching this movie, an industry that could not be suffering more, that is desperate to have people come out and spend money in their establishment. But they are part of the whole conspiracy to traffic children that they're going to pretend like they're having an air conditioner issue so you won't see the movie. Oh, God. Like, are you that fucking crazy? Are you that batshit nuts? I really think that we all became just a little bit crazier because of COVID. I agree with you. I think we just, we just had a little bit more time on our hands because a lot of us were locked at home. We are just a little bit more crazy. It was too much time and it was too much real realness. We couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. We could just about handle flu season. <laughs> this was the pandemic was just too much. It was it broke us. Yeah. And we're not, we're not on, we're like, we're just, we're not out of it. Like we think we've, we're beyond it, but it's still, you know, still kind of a thing. Cause I don't think we can get back to normal life yet. Yeah, no. Uh, Let me go to Tracy here. Uh, Try looking up the real Tim Ballard's underground railroad. It's because these kids are peddled through the church as young as newborns up to four years old for sex. And then they sell their organs. Listen, Horrible things are happening to people and children and women all over the world. I I don't deny that. And I think if this guy went out to like rescue them, like good for him, like great. Like there's all these sorts of weird ass little movies now where people are like, there's feel good movies and there's movies like strictly made for Christians, you know, where it's like, there's no bad language and shit like that. What was that? Um, Wahlberg was in one of these father stew. So I was watching Wahlberg has a great there's a great documentary about Wahlberg on HBO. It's called Wall Street, spelled the way he spells his name. And it's all about him opening up businesses and doing all this shit. And then the pandemic hits. So it's about him who just opened up like seven businesses and he's got Wahlbergers going and all this stuff. And he's trying to manage these things through the pandemic. Right. So there's two seasons of the show. And in the middle of this, he's still an actor. Right. So he's doing his roles. He's going here for movies and there for movies. And he talks about Father Stu in the film. And they wanted to make this like realistic movie about this priest. And I don't even know what the story was, but there was some language in it and shit like that. They had, they were having fights behind the scenes of like, you know, we need this Christian right group to promote the film. And they're not going to do it if you say shit or damn. So we got to pull that out of the movie. And they would have these like arguments over it. So it's like, there's this whole market for people who are right-wing ultra-conservatives to go out and see, you know, to get them to spend dollars on on movies and film. Yeah. Which, 
which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you're catering to an audience, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and if they're making that movie for the, this purpose, great. I don't understand why some of these outlets that were t- like, if you didn't like it, fine. Take your shot. Okay. I wouldn't put it in the title, but in the same breath, I also wouldn't be like, oh, look at what the, look at what Hollywood is trying to do. Um, and Tracy makes a good point here. A lot of this fucking shit comes from the church. A lot of this shit comes from the, a lot of the child abuse in this world in the last 50 fucking years has been born from organized religion. So don't sit here and act like, oh, I'm a right wing Catholic or Christian, whatever the fuck. So I'm, I'm here to save the children. There's a lot of fucking blood on your hands. You know, every time you put a, a donation envelope in, into a church box for an organization that fucking protected and moved fucking pedophiles for decades. Documented, proved. You know, and we're all going to sit here and act like, oh, you know, because fucking Mel Gibson is religious and Jim Caviezel is religious. They're doing God's work. God. God's work was used for a lot of this shit, you know, a lot of it. So, um, I get a little, a little annoyed. Like, again, I'm a little annoyed at this Washington Post article for putting the QAnon thing in the headline unnecessary. If you don't like the movie, you don't like the movie. You know, if you don't like Jim Caviezel, fine. You don't like Jim Caviezel. That's, that's fine. If you don't like that, he's so close to the fucking QAnon bit. Okay. Like, there's some crazy shit that he has said, you know? Who hasn't said crazy shit? Have you listened to our president most days? Like, that's crazy. People Not say crazy the, shit. We've made a living off of saying crazy shit, by the way. Damn right. If we could take a time out here. Take a, I'm going to take a 20 from this topic. Biden in England today? Rough. Oh. Rough. The, the English people are losing their mind because, you know, they're really big on protocol. Yeah, I heard he broke some of those protocols with old Chucky over there. Broke a lot of protocol. A lot of protocol. They were saying, like, you're not supposed to, like, hold on to his hand when you shake his hand. He was fucking Yeah, you're not going to, like, you're not supposed to touch, like, the king other than to shake his arm. There he is and talking to the guards. and He was doing the shake too long, molest the elbow move, you know, that some people do. And then, yeah, he was talking to the guard. Yeah, then he, no, he walked in front of the king, which you're not supposed to do, and then got distracted and started talking to one of the guards. Oh, and God. The king, the king is standing behind him and, like, had a tap on the shoulder and, like, pull him, like, pull him away from there. Oh, it's, God. It's embarrassing. Look, I know, I know we've had some rough presidents before. Uh, oh. we, had a, we had a president, <laughs> we've had presidents in the wheel, in wheelchairs, right? I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But I don't know. I just keep this guy away from from trips. I would keep him out of the public eye as much as possible. I really, really would. I know. Why are they doing this to this poor man? I don't know. Every time he goes out, I get more worried. I get more and more worried that he's just waning in popularity and people are going to see what's so fucking crazy about him and they're just not going to vote for him this time around. Is there, I know it's like CPS for children. What is it for the elderly? I don't even know what CPS is. Child Protective Services. 
Oh, Elder Protective Services? It's like Elder K. Yeah, there's got to be something. Something you could anonymously call and be like, I think the president needs help. Someone (laughs) is not treating him well. Uh, Elder Protective Services. Yeah, I'm I'm watching an old man just wander around and say all kinds of crazy shit. Okay, is it in front of your house? No, it's on MSNBC. Uh, He's in the White House. uh, Yeah. What channel is MSNBC? Put it on right now and go look. I really feel bad for him. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Look, he, he's doing his best. He's trying to keep it all together. He's got the stutter thing that he's already dealing with. You know, he just looks like he's he looks like his grandpa wandering around. He just, looks like he he looks lost. He's grandpa. He's like it's like oh, he's a little crazy. He says nutty shit. He misplaces his wallet. You got to help grandpa. Remember, remember when you were a kid? Just help grandpa. Don't make a big deal. Like when you were a little kid, they were like, "Don't laugh at grandpa. Don't make a big deal out. Just help grandpa." You know. And uh, silver alert. That's it. We got to get him one of those things around his. Uh, oh, that's right. Silver just, alert. Yeah. One of the other right wing nut jobs pissed me off over the weekend, though. He put a video up of Trump somewhere. We have to talk about that too. The fight. Trump, he's shaking all these hands. He's like moving around. He's all popular. Oh, that was it. Trump going to the UFC fight. This dickhead. Uh, it's on my Twitter. Look on my Twitter if you want to see who it was. This dick goes, uh, how could Biden have gotten all those votes and blah, blah, blah. Look at him. Nobody wants to. He's at a popular beach and nobody wants to go up to him. Meanwhile, look at President Trump at the UFC fight. Everyone wants to shake his hand. I was like, all right, listen, dick. First of all, he's talking about the president was announced at the fight. And he walks up to the front where all the VIPs are. People are going to want to fucking shake his hand. Second of all, you think that at a beach, there's not fucking secret service all around making sure yeah. nobody goes near the fucking president of the United States? Who, who is getting near him? Why don't people think before they say things? Because they just want to put their own bullshit agenda out there to the world so they could fucking feel better about themselves. By the way, uh, Bird says Adult Protective Services. And that sounds like a real... I don't know if she's fucking with us. This, that, APS. But that's how oh, she, she did yeah, write APS. APS. Yeah, that I sounds swear, like a real thing. I swear we should call. There should, there should be... There's got to be a number that you could call for this poor man. Uh, I just saw an old man fall off his bike. Oh, my God. Where is he located? Where are you seeing this? Uh, it's Fox News. I saw it on Fox News. <laughs> Can you go help him? I think... Write this down. His address is 1400 Pennsylvania Avenue. Hurry up, please. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. If it wasn't a, a waste of resources, I would literally make those prank phone calls because I think that's hilarious, but we can't do that in this day and age. Got to be We more used mindful. to do it. We used to <clears throat> do prank calls. Now you're not allowed. Those are good times. Oh, those are the days. Poor 1-800 mattress. I, I must have called them 400 times. Um, I used to prank call my grandmother. <laughs> I used to prank call my mother. <laughs> a prank, a, we should talk about that one. That was a Oh, my God. College. I have to see. We're going on vacation. I don't know if we're going to put stuff I'm 
up now it's the reason why we got her there you know we brought her to that place anyway oh, am i having some internet issues i apologize if we're coming out a little uh funky let me know if um let me know if it's uh it's on my end there oh, dear apologies i think we lost cuddles too Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I swear to God, I'm going to call the internet company. Swear to mm. God, I'm going to call them and they're going to get it from me. Yeah. Apologies if we were blinking out there. Yeah. We only we only pay $250 a month for the highest level of business internet that we can fucking afford in our area. No, I shouldn't say afford. $276. $276 for the highest possible internet that is available to us. Yeah. And we still have these issues. Yep. Yep. I think this is because I made a crack about Biden. That's what I think. I think it's the government trying to keep us down. Them sons of bitches. That or the Catholic Church. Anyway, Sound of Freedom. I'm never going to watch this fucking movie. Who gives a shit? But it's like a nice story. If people like it, great. But now I'm going to have to sit here and listen to people act like there's this whole fucking movie. Listen. Are there shitty people in Hollywood doing shitty things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it a grand conspiracy? No. I really don't fucking think so. I really, really don't. I think there was Epstein. I think there was Weinstein. Lord knows what other Steen was out there doing something wrong. But I think you have these. I think Hollywood creates an environment for this stuff to happen. And it can happen now, later. In the past, you always have to keep an eye on it. But this idea that Oprah and everybody gets together for these grand parties where they eat children's organs, I just, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And in the chat before, they were talking about uh, adrenochrome and whatever. And a lot of people talk about all this shit. Adrenochrome is like when you, like a kid, when a a child is going to, uh, or is under a lot of pressure or they know they're going to die or whatever. This is horrible to talk about. Uh, they release this uh, uh, hormone or whatever it is called adrenochrome. And um, it, this came up a lot when we were doing a lot of Epstein stuff. People were like, oh, they're just the adrenochrome. But, you know, I was looking into it. And again, this could be Hollywood propaganda. So everybody beware. But according to a lot of doctors, they say it doesn't, it's not a huge it's not a, a, a altering chemical compound. Mm-hmm. You can like accelerate it, you know, when it's oxidized or whatever. So supposedly it was in fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And it was, it was born again. It seems like one of these nutty, just dumb conspiracy theories that the QAnon people just attach themselves to. And, and then there's no like real basis behind it. So I don't know. 
I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong about that. It could be Hollywood jargon that I've been being fed. But here's my point is Mel Gibson is supposedly got this four part series to expose Hollywood. I will sit here and wait. Right. It was the same thing when Corey, whatever the remember Corey, what was his name? Oh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman was like, I, you know, uh, Hot shots molested me. What's his fucking name? The guy who's got AIDS now. Charlie Sheen. Thank you. I haven't remembered a name yet tonight. Have you noticed that? Mm. Corey Feldman was like, Charlie Sheen abused me. And I'm like, okay, when is Charlie Sheen gonna fall? Nothing ever happened to Charlie Sheen. Corey Feldman just went along on his way, fucking playing 50 seat music venues, and every it's gone. That's it. Nothing. Nothing came about. Nothing ever fucking happened. You know, and now Mel, listen, Oprah don't owe me uh, uh, shit. I don't owe Oprah shit. If they're going to take down Oprah, great. It'll be better for me on this podcast. Talk about how shitty fucking Oprah was. You know, people will be falling all over. I would love it. But until that shit really fucking happens, until somebody has legitimate proof, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. You know? I just don't fucking see it happening. Um, I like this. Paul is ordering up some adrenochrome and snail semen for the table. I'm not sure okay. how we got on snail semen, but I'm sure it was in the live chat, which sounds like it's getting out of control, and that makes me very happy. That makes okay. me very happy. Um, you know what's going to happen now, Cuddles? Everybody's going to give me more new conspiracy theories to look into. And I'm happy to do so. Ask Cuddles. This is all I do all day long is read shit. Yes. People send me stuff all the time and it always leads to nothing. It always leads to a big pile of nothing. Outside of Epstein and Nasser and the French guy and outside of a bunch of people, there has not been anything. You know? So... I don't want people, and, and I'm not saying this to make right-wing conservative people feel bad. I just don't want you to be made a sucker. I don't want you to just fall for a marketing scheme to get a small, tiny film off the ground. Because I got to tell you, if I'm in the press department, if I'm in the marketing department of Angel Studios right now, I have a huge erection. I have a massive marketing boner. Because you could rip through these right-wing groups and make a fuck ton of money. There's a proven record of it and a leader of this exact sort of philosophy, and his name is Donald Trump. Nobody has played these people better than that fucking dude. And he's just raking it on in. Okay, another thing. This is this is tough for me because I'm a Jack White guy, but Jack White is none too pleased that Donald Trump went to the UFC this weekend. And shook hands with, he named people, Mark Wahlberg, Guy Fieri, and more. Oh, Joe Rogan, Guy Fieri, Mark Wahlberg, and Mel Gibson. That was the other thing that Mel Gibson was trending for over the weekend. Um, and it's like, uh, listen, I don't know. Oh, uh, the UFC guy, Dana White. Dana White's on TikTok, and he goes, I'm offering any UFC employee, if they want to take off of work to go see Sound of Freedom, they can do it. 
we need to spread the word about this film. Like, what are you talking? What are you doing? Like you should, you're in Hollywood. You're in entertainment. You're in show business. I know it's fighting, but you're in show business. You should know better. You should fucking know that this is just a play. It's a bit. It's a work, as they call it in wrestling. If we're going to sit here and get upset about what Hollywood is doing to stop Sound of Freedom, then we might as well get bad at the Macho Man for what he did to Hulk Hogan all those years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me a fucking break. But um, uh, Dana White brought Trump to the UFC and he fucking paraded him around and introduced him to everybody and the liberals fucking lost their mind. They were not happy with it. And then I see people like just shitting all over Guy Fieri and Joe Rogan for fucking shaking the guy's hand. I, look, I don't love the guy. I don't think he should be the president again. I'm not going to be like Guy Fieri sucks balls because he was there shaking Trump's hand. He sucks balls because he can't keep a restaurant open in New York City. That's why he sucks balls. Yeah, but what? Why? <sighs> and then... People are accusing, people are going nuts over Joe Rogan. Not that he fucking needs me to defend him. But that guy could, that guy openly admitted to turning down Trump from going on the podcast, his podcast, because he didn't want to put him over. And just because he goes over and shakes his fucking hand, look, maybe he's changed his mind. Maybe he will less plan on having him over. But everybody already just assumed that Joe Rogan was fucking putting him on the podcast just because he fucking went over and shook his hand. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? People get put in situations. They just, you know, again, I cuddles. Remember when Bill Clinton walked in the thing? Yes. Me and one other person, Nancy Atlas, were the only two people that didn't get up and act like it was 1964 and the Beatles just walked into Shea Stadium. We were the only two fucking adults that didn't lose their mind over. Oh, yes. Yes. The former president. People just can't handle. They get weird around like famous people. They can't handle it. Yeah. He had secret service around him and everything. Yeah. And he just walked through like he was just walking through and was leaving. Mm. That was it. It was just to be there for the charity to walk through. And that was it. Uh, back to Tracy. Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington were about to give up some other black books with the most famous music producers. People should watch the original film instead. What was the original film? Tracy, I missed it if you said it somewhere else. Uh, I heard the same thing about the Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell. I think it's awfully weird that the two... We, I, we talked about this a couple episodes about Chester Bennington and Podesta and all that stuff. I'm onto that conspiracy theory. I, I think there's something there, but again, there's no proof yet. There's just no fucking proof yet. But it definitely seems weird to me, and I definitely think Chester had a bad past, and the fact that he was so close to Chris Cornell and those two died so close together, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. You know, it's really, really crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, that was that. But it's funny that that Donald Trump can still melt the heart of a liberal just by fucking walking in a room and shaking some people's hands. That's some um, first that's some first world like problems. Yeah. I tell you though, people were happy to see him. People were really shaking his hands. Like people forget that he showed classified documents to people. And <laughs> yeah, that's a 
doesn't. Yeah, no one cares. I, I, I mean, I, people, we should care about these things, but no, nobody cares. I mean, it's the tr- it's like, oh, that was like two weeks ago. They people probably already forgot. Yeah, like, that's old news. Like that's old news. Yeah. Like I'm sure somebody who shook his hand went back and sat with their friends. And their friends were like, how could you do that after he was showing our military secrets to the people? And they were like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot all about that. Didn't even realize. Uh, all right, last couple of topics here, Cuddles. You've been a trooper. Cuddles had a rough day today. Dealt with the kids all day today. Yeah, and I, I'm eating animal crackers. But there's, I thought they're supposed to look like all animals, but all my crackers look the same. Okay, next topic. Sorry. Like a, like a cum stain instead of an actual animal? Because that's what I feel like most of the animal crackers look like. No, they all look the same. I think that's Nabisco trying to groom our children. What? I don't know. Oh, you mean they're supposed to be different animals? Did you buy the variety pack or did you buy just the one animal? Yeah, it's always a variety pack. There's no one fucking animal. Where do you come up with these things? It's late in the show. Animal crackers are always different types, and they all look the same, okay? It's not animals crackers. It's animal crackers. Go to the next topic before I have to come upstairs (laughs) and beat you. All right, Bud Light. Bud Light put out a video on Twitter um, where a young lady is... I know I'm forgetting some stuff on this episode. Uh, anyway, a young lady is eating at a picnic. There's a huge windstorm. She's eating watermelon, and everything around her is just falling. It's like a tornado. A guy's getting hit with shit. People are you know, leaving. And the caption of the video is, it's fine. This is fine. Which is like a tongue-in-cheek, you know, kind of video on their current predicament. You know, like the world's falling apart around them, but they're just like eating watermelon, just pretending like everything is okay. People lost their minds over this. Why? The people were like, oh, how could you do this? This is in poor taste. This brand seems to have hit rock bottom. Um, here, one person said, this was like one person. Nope, done with you. Another Twitter user commented that the commercial was a depiction of what's taking place at Bud Light's corporate office, which that's kind of funny. I can't blame them for that. But to be like, oh, I'm done with you because they fucking put out this video. I don't get it. I think this is the first honest thing that they have done and being like, all right, this is we really fucked up. And, you know, this is current predicament right now. When do you think they should start putting like men back in? like the commercials and stop going near the women, female, like, cause mm. that's where they started fucking up. Like, Hey, let's just put men and horses. How about that? <laughs> Go back to men and horses, men, horses, and the dog. Like, I think, I think you're sa- I think you're fucking safe there. <laughs> I'll tell you where they need to go is robots. They need to start showing robots drinking Bud Light because they are going to take over eventually anyway. You might as well start making them think we need we need this to operate properly. True. That's my little theory. But you're right, Cuddles. Horses, dogs, and dudes. That's really where they should. That's where they should. A cowboy. A cowboy on a horse. Yeah. A good old cowboy. But see, that was the problem. They, they were 
constantly market, but men were abandoning Bud Light for craft beers. That's why they've been getting the shit kicked out. That's why they turned to Dylan Mulvaney in the first place. They're like, if the men aren't going to drink our beer, let's go and target the people that used to be men. And that obviously blew up in their face. But that was their idea. Their their core target audience was abandoning them for craft beers. Yeah, because it tastes like piss. By the way, their other strategy was working, which was just to buy the craft beers. Like, yeah, who came up with these ideas? Who who advised them to do this? They should just keep buying craft. Like Cuddles and O's on Long Island, there was fourteen craft breweries opening up every day, and then all of a sudden, Bud Light just started buying all of them, and now there's yeah. only like two left. I know. You know, that's a safer strategy than what they wound up doing. But what are you going to do? Who knows? Aren't um, they down like 30%? They're close to 30%. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But again, like everything else, Modelo is taking their spot. And that's fucking owned by the same company that owns Bud Light. So it doesn't make a fucking difference. Nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but if they're down 30%. That 30% is not necessarily buying that. They might be buying crackers or they might be drinking hard alcohol. I think a lot of people are drinking those high noons. I fucking love high noon. And I like the tequila ones too. But not every flavor. Remember that one that we tried? Which one did we try? Was it the watermelon with the tequila? Yeah, I think that was the one that wasn't so great. Yeah, but but I like watermelon margaritas, so I don't understand why it wasn't good. But they're good. I like them. I like high noons. Yeah. Um, all right, last topic. This is a sensitive one. And I feel like I need to preface this topic of your old pal Ant is on board with the pronouns and the genders and the, all the things. I'm not one of these people that are like, oh, there's only two. Gen-. In fact, I judge people that are like, like this Matt Walsh guy. I get like, have you seen this dude? The guy who made no. the, the movie, like what, what is a, what's a woman or who's, what's a feet, whatever it was fucking called. No, yeah. It, it, this, he's this guy. I, I don't know if he's on the daily beast wire or whatever the fuck. I don't even know who's, if he's sucking Ben Shapiro's dick. I I, I don't know how it all works. But he, he's like a guy, he's like a dude, and he's like, I, are you a woman? He put out this, he made this whole movie. I, look, I get it. Listen, if you want to go on the internet and break some balls, if you want to, like, make people feel uncomfortable, I, I'm for that. I, I'm like an accepting dude, but I, I get humor. I get entertainment. But this guy now is, like, his life is, like, dedicated to proving that there's only two genders and that you have to have a vagina to be a woman. I'd kill myself if I was caught in that world. I would literally, if somebody was like, aunt, here's a million dollars, make the movie about, you know, going, I'd be like, no, I don't want to be caught being the guy who's like, are you a woman or explain what a woman is to me? I would fucking kill myself if I got caught in that. So fuck that guy. Anyway, uh, you know, I, I can appreciate people like that. I don't agree with them, right? I think that if you were born into a man's body and you feel like a woman, God bless. Go wear whatever the fuck you want. Bang whoever you want. I don't give a shit. 
be happy with yourself. I'm happy if you're happy. I re I honestly don't care. And I feel like 98% of the planet feels that way. Do you disagree with that? No. That most people feel that way? Yeah. All right. So, again, across my TikTok feed, I get this thing. It's the Dinesh Zuza show. Supposedly, I have never heard of this guy, and I'm thankful I never have. But uh, supposedly this is like a right-wing dude, and <clears throat> he's not a pronoun guy. Oh, I knew I forgot to play something. It was fucking Mel Gibson high off his ass telling people to go see the fucking Sound of Free. Do you want to see that, or are we past it? We're past it. He was all red-eyed. and like, He's like, you got to go see this movie. He's like fucking all red. It looked like a coke addict. Anyway, um, it's better that we don't play it. I don't want people to accuse us of being fucking friends of Epstein. So I get this thing and this guy Dinesh is like, listen, I don't do the pronoun game. He's like, but I'm going to let you explain the pronoun shtick. And his guest goes on this rant explaining her pronouns. And my jaw was on the floor. Like, I watched it, and I go, I can't fucking believe that somebody... I can believe that somebody acts like this, but where I have a little bit of where I have a little bit of disconnection is that they expect us to go along with it. I don't normally ask you know, pronouns on the podcast, oh, but in this case, sorry. Uh, I'm trying to cue this up so everybody can see who we're, who we're talking about and who we're dealing with here. You know, it's like, if you want to like dress up in seven different things and be whatever, be a, you know, a, a, a unicorn today, like we have kids, right? We deal with this with our children all the time. One day my daughter's a cat. Next day she's a mermaid. Right? Shit yeah, fucking yeah. happens. We just, you roll. Yeah, okay. Great, great. What a great mermaid you are. And I feel like that's the way most people are. Like, people that are proud to display their pronouns, good. Great. I'm happy for you. I don't really give a shit, though. I, I mean, and most people probably don't either. But I get it. It's a solidarity play. We all talk about our pronouns. Great. Uh, you know, I understand that's where it's coming from. So on the screen, I don't know the name of the young lady, but Dinesh is the dude that's on the bottom. And the young lady who's going to explain her pronouns is on the top. She's in what I think is a studio or her own home, and she's wearing a mask. The mask does say Black Lives Matter. I don't know if that makes a difference or not to people in all this, but that's what it says. And so Dinesh explains that he doesn't, I'm going to play the audio from my phone, not from the screen here. Then he doesn't actually fuck it. I'll just play it from here. And he doesn't do the pronoun game, but he's going to let her explain herself. And her explanation made my fucking jaw drop. Can you hear that? Not really. It was a little low. Yeah. All right. I don't know what's going on with the audio on here. Let me play it from here. You guys tell me if you can hear, if you can't hear it. I don't normally ask for pronouns on the podcast, but in this case, I thought I would respect your desires. Yeah. Uh, thank you for respecting my preferred pronouns, Dinesh. I'm actually gender fluid, 
And so I wear scrunchies around my wrists so that uh, you can understand which pronoun I'm going by for the day, because I know how you right-wingers don't know how to respect pronouns. So on pink days, I... So she says she's gender fluid, or, or they. Well, she I could say she, because it's gender fluid. Uh, it's female on this particular day. Which I have heard the term before, gender fluid. Again, I'm totally okay with it. I honestly don't give a fuck. If you want to be female today and male tomorrow, I'm I'm fine with it. I really, I really, really am. But then she goes on to explain that she wears scrunchies on her arms to help everybody know what she is identifying with for that particular day. I will buy she her. On white days, I go by they, them. Blue days, I go by he, him. And a very special red scrunchie is when I do the neo-pronoun dragon self. And that's usually during my menstrual cycle. It doesn't come out very often. And you actually lucked out today. I'm going by she, her. Uh, that could change by the minute, by the day, by the hour. Well, if anything I say trigger. This is a mental disorder, right? Oh, I, 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 right. I, uh, See, I, and I, I, and I hate to, I hate to say that because you have people that are talking to trans people that are like, oh, you have a mental disorder. And I disagree with that. I don't think that that's true. You know, I think that if they're caught in a different body and they want to change, I think you should have the right to do that. I'm on board with gender fluidity. I'm on board with, I feel like a man today and I feel like a girl the next day. I'm okay with all of it. There's something about the scrunchy system that you know and then the idea that she throws in this what did she say dragon thing whatever the fuck that was yeah when she's on her period that's when i that's when i i gotta i tap the the thing because it's like that's not even we're not even i get the she i get the they them on board your old pal aunt is here for it but once we get to dragon, whatever neo gender, I have to, I, don't, I have I don't to tap out. That means. I don't even know what that fucking means. Like I, I look at that and I go, I don't know what the difference is between you and my seven-year-old, uh, six-year-old daughter. Don't tell my wife I don't know the age of my own kid. Um, I'm just like you. I mean, it feels like a child. Like this is like what a child would do right that like, needs attention that needs attention like didn't we all do this in school like today i'm gonna um, wear this hat because i want people to ask me about it i need the attention yeah you know it's, it's <clears throat> annoying and it's like i don't know how it works with people that are gender fluid but it's like if you want to be gender fluid you be gender fluid where my problem comes in is that you expect everybody else to be with you, to, to know what you are, to call, like, if this was somebody that I knew in my personal life, I would be like, I'm just going to call you Sally and like, give me the thing I can call you so that you won't get upset all the time. Cause I'm not going to sit there like the old fucking terrorist warning. Is it orange today? Like what day is it? And I would check on weather forecasts to see what fucking thing you want to be today. I'm happy. You want to be whatever you want to be, be whatever you want to be. When people start getting mad at me for it, or here's here's the system that you can go by to be <sighs> I I just feel like 
I don't even, I don't, Sally, we'll call that one, that person, I, I have no, I, I don't know, feels like the world revolves around her and should care about her feelings 24-7. Yes. No one yes. gives a fuck. Go live your life. Make a life that makes you happy. But that does not mean that everyone is going to care about your feelings. And if your feelings get hurt, you have to make a big production about it because no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm going back feel, to my bubble. I feel like people like this are actually doing a huge disservice to real trans people that are struggling or trying to figure it out or deciding where they want to be and how far they want to go with it, surgeries or not, that, you know, tell their family, friends, coworkers or not. Like there's so much baggage that goes with this. And then you see this person there with scrunchies and neo gender dragons. And you're just like, what do you, you know, what do you, this isn't a game. This isn't fun. It's, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not cosplay. You're not like, it's not, don't do that to someone who really is struggling. This, this person pisses me off. Wearing a mask yeah. by themselves. I get that. That's another thing. That's the first thing Janine would have went off on. She would have gotten quick. She would have been like, take the picture down. I can't look at her with a mask on. Wow. She oh. did wear a mask after the pandemic to fly on a plane. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, she, speaking of which, Janine's on here because she's on a little vacation and she sent me a photo. She did the typical like, here's my legs and feet in front of the pool. And I did have this moment of like, oh, I'll post it on the show tonight. And then I thought, then I thought of all the dudes that have asked me for pictures of Janine's feet. And I'm like, I don't know. If we should... Oh my God, no, don't do it. Yeah, I don't know if we should put this out there now. I mean, it's going to make a couple of people really happy. <laughs> yep. You know, <clears throat> it's a good foot shot too, because like her legs are half in a shadow and the sun, it's like a spotlight right on her feet. You got a foot fetish. It's great. I, I think I might have insulted her because she sent me the photo and I was like, what uh, what Best Western are you at? And she's not at a Best Western. She's at a highfalutin resort. And I think she's going to be upset if you don't put it out. So guys, peop those that do have a fetish feet don't like mm. jerk off to her feet. We're being very anti-fetish right now. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be guys though, Cuddles. It might be neo gender dragons. Bloody. I don't blood know drag. what that is. What did she I, say? What was it? I have no idea. I have to go I, back and get it. Hold on. I I can't. Please don't make me get mad. Uh, she, the red scrunchie. Oh neo pronoun dragon self. Wow. Somebody sent me a thing. I think I talked about this not too long ago, but it was like a left wing like crazy left again and again this is the same way i was flipping out over the right wing people 20 minutes ago now i'm gonna flip out over the left wing people they were in a meeting and they were talking about <laughs> it was like a whole left wing gathering and they're all arguing over what pronouns to use and be referred to and then some guy stands up and he's like everybody's raising their voice and it's making me feel uncomfortable and you're you're in on my ear space or something fucking great. It was, okay. It was a 45 minute meeting about, I don't know what that went nowhere because they had to establish their own rules of what they could and could not say and, yep. could, and could not do. 
So anyway. this is why I don't leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's totally. why I stay home. It's why people check out, right? I mean, this this nutty behavior is kind of why people just go, fuck it, I'll put on Netflix. Yeah. They're like, I'm done. Yeah. By the by the way, Netflix is Netflix is is mentally abusing my parents who have been borrowing on our account down in Florida for years. And now they have the balls to ask them to pay for their own account. That ain't happening. And they, they, I, I like set them all up with it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay. Like they ask you like, Oh, are you traveling? You know, because like, let's say, let's say we had, or you know, like my parents live with us, right. Mm-hmm. For a while, a part of the year. Then they live down in Florida for the part of the year. And if they're in our household, why can't they watch our Netflix down and when they're down in Florida? So they like set it up and they're like, I, so they go, they won't, Netflix won't let me watch Netflix. So I go, I look into it. I go, Oh, we can set it up this way. We're traveling and blah, blah, blah. Part of our household is traveling. All good. Put it out there. Like it would be the same thing. Like if you have a college kid, like if you, if you're, kid goes off to college they shouldn't have to buy their own netflix they should still be on your netflix yeah you're still supporting them you're claiming them netflix wants and they want like 8.99 for somebody who's like out of the thing so they're not even they know they're not full charging full they know they're fucking with people when you get a netflix you should get like eight devices could be in your house could not be in your house i mean there should be an agreement of like all right at least two devices can be outside of the house Six in the house, you're good. Not now they're gonna fucking try and get eight ninety nine out of us. They'll do it though. They got they they know what they got. We're all drug addicts, cuddles. We need it. Well, people still don't want to leave their houses like me. Yeah, I'll tell you what my mother said to me before that she she's like, This is ridiculous. Now, this is a woman who's swear to God never paid for cable a day in her life. Like not <laughs> like we knocked off cable for most of my, I didn't even know you could pay for cable legally. I remember the first day that that happened. I go, who, who's this check going to? She was the cable company. I go, you mean John in the alley? He never takes <laughs> a check. They give him cash like always. And she's like, no, we don't do that anymore. And I was like, do what? Steal cable. I go, that was stealing. I had no idea. That's how I was raised. But, um, all of a sudden, she goes, you know what? Maybe we'll just pay it. I go, this is, I go, are you feeling okay? She goes, eh, to be honest with you, we're in the middle of suits, and I need to know what happens next. Oh, God. <laughs> I go, you must be fucking desperate. Nobody on the planet has ever been like, did you see how great suits was? I wonder where they're going to go next. Fucking suits. Uh, spoiler alert, the one girl goes on to marry the the prince of England and ruin his life. I I didn't want to spoil the end for her, but I did it anyway. All right, Cuddles. Listen, (gasps) I feel like I'm turning into dragon self, so it's time for the show to end. Okay. Question is, is should we make a dragon self shirt today or should we take some time to think about it? No, let's think about it because I might not want to be dragon tomorrow. Good point. Good point. That's what we need to come up with. A shirt that changes based on what gender we're feeling today. Oh, it could be like on one of those mood rings. 
I shouldn't say gender. I don't want to say it like that to see what neo pronoun. Oh, a mood ring. That would be good. That would be really good. Anyway, I hope that young lady gets help. I hope she stops ruining it for the real trans people. I hope Stop you guys. Pissing us all off. I hope you guys have a lovely day or night or whatever. Potato salad. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace out. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead.